Where's the promise of life? Is there life outside of that? No. No life outside of Jesus. I don't care how good you're having it or how good you think it is or how blessed or how much fun you think you're having. Is there life outside of Jesus? Absolutely not. The promise of life is in Christ Jesus. Next verse says, To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy mother Lois, and thy, or in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that is in thee also, wherefore I put thee in remembrance, that thou stir up the gift of the God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. You can go ahead and be seated. I want to talk to you for just a few minutes. Um, Timothy, well, let, let, me, let me clarify this first. Paul wrote this letter to Timothy from prison. And there's a lot going on that we don't know just by reading the scripture, but Nero is turning up the heat. And so there's a lot of things happening here. Timothy is pastoring in a church, and that church is located in Ephesus. There's a lot going on in that city. And most scholars agree, and I agree with those scholars, as you read this, you, you listen to the way Paul is talking to Timothy, and he's trying to stir him up. So Timothy was a leader, called to be a leader. The problem is, he, when you read this, you, he, was kind of, he was kind of tired. Timothy's tired. You ever been tired? You ever, you ever got to the point in your Christian walk where, let's be honest, sometimes you're just numb? Everybody else is worshiping, but you're just like, I'm just glad to be here. Everybody else is talking about, man, what a service. You're like, eh, I was just glad to make it there and glad they let out early. And there's times, there's times in our Christian walk where we get tired. Sometimes you get tired of fighting. Sometimes you get tired of praying. Sometimes you get tired of praying the same prayer. And Sam, Sam, thanks for having us pray at the beginning of church. Because during that prayer, man, God can speak to you in prayer. And Brother Eddie, as I was praying, I felt God speak to me. And I pray this prayer all the time. I say, God, show up, show out, show off. That's my prayer. I pray that all the time. And, and I pray this prayer. I say, God, bear your holy arm. And as I was praying that just a few minutes ago, I felt the Lord saying, I'm about to. And I really believe that God is about to bear his holy arm. I believe that God is about to roll his sleeve up and reveal to some people that don't know him who he really is. I believe that God is about to show up and show out and show off because we need God. Amen? And here's what he said. He said, if you hunger and thirst, you shall be filled. 
I believe that God has been waiting for somebody to get hungry for him. And there are people that are now hungry. And he said, I'm about to fill it. And this is not a prophecy in three years down the road, but you can have it right now. If you want God to show up in your situation and bear his holy arm, he can do that right now. You say, well, I got to pray some more and I got to fast some more and I got to seek some more. No, God said, I'm a very present help in the time of trouble. Let me say it like this. This ain't in my notes. This wasn't in, in my message. But if you need Jesus, Jesus is available. If you need God to move, God is available. And I'm talking about a move that this world hasn't seen before. I'm talking about a God that'll move in our area where people that weren't even searching for him, he goes and finds them and brings them to where he is. I'm talking about a Savior that seeks and saves that which is lost. Paul is trying to get Timothy fired up. Paul's trying to get Timothy on the right track. I've been there. I've sat down at tables with people that looked at me and said, Preacher, I don't know what to do. And I think and I pray, well, I'll pray for you and, and you pray and, and, you, and you do. But what do, you, what do you say? What are the words to say? And as I read this, Brandon, when I was reading this, God said, here's what you tell them. You tell them what Paul told Timothy. So if you're here tonight and you're tired, you're in the right place. If you're here and you're weak, you're in the right place. If you're here and you're strong and on fire, you're in the right place. Because this is just going to resonate with your spirit that's already on fire. And you're going to say amen. Amen. He said to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace. From who? From God the Father. Grace, mercy, and peace unto you. If you're tired, you need to know about the grace of God. If you're weak, you need to know about the mercy of God. And you need to know where it comes from. Chrissy, it comes from a holy God, a righteous God that loves you so much, he's still willing to show you grace and mercy and peace. What a God we serve. What a mighty Savior we serve. He said grace. He starts out grace, mercy, and peace. He said, I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers. He says, that without ceasing, I have remembrance of, these, of, of thee in my prayers night and day. What's he telling Timothy here? Don't take it for granted when somebody says they're praying for you. There's a lot of things we got to pray about, Brother Eddie. There's a lot of things in each one of our families, Thomas, that we need to pray about. So if somebody looks at you and says, I'm praying for you, that's God's way of saying you're valued. You have value. Timothy's tired, and Paul's saying, I remember you from a prison cell, Timothy. Paul is about to lose his life. Some people call this his last will and testament. Paul is about to, to, to it's, it's almost the end for him. But as he's in prison, he's praying for somebody else. When somebody takes time out to pray for you, that means you have value. Sometimes out of nowhere, God will lay it on somebody's heart to pray for you. We used to sing an old song, and our old child, somebody prayed for me. They had me on their mind. 
They sacrificed their time. They fell out on their knees and prayed for me. I want to let you know when we're praying for you, we're not talking to the president. We're not talking to the pope. We're talking to the one who created this very universe. And when we talk to him on your behalf, something is going to happen. You're valued. Timothy, I'm praying for you. Night and day, you have value. You have value. Do not let the devil lie to you. You have value. How much value? So much. Jesus died on the cross for you. That's how much value you have. Oh, I want to cherish the cross. This world has nothing for me. Once I found out about the cross, there's nobody can love me like Jesus can. There's nobody that can heal me like Jesus can. There's nobody that can feel me like Jesus can. There's nobody when I'm all alone with my own thoughts and I fall into a place where I shouldn't be. Ain't nobody able to redeem me like Jesus can. There ain't nobody able to touch me, love me, heal me, feel me, deliver me, sanctify me, pick me up like Jesus can. I know this is old stuff, but I still like it. He's able. To do exceedingly, abundantly above all you ask or even think by the power that works in us. He's waiting on the church to be the church. He's waiting on the church. Oh, the church is, should be a hospital for sinners. and No, it should, be, it should be a haven for saints. It should be both. It should be a place where the saints come and find peace and find rest and find nourishment. And it should be a place where the sinner comes and finds medicine and finds redemption. Can you say amen? The church is multifaceted. The church is able to feel all kinds of needs. Why? Because we've got a God who is able to do all kinds of things. Amen. He said, I'm praying for you. Greatly desiring to see you. Being mindful of thy tears. Being mindful of thy tears. We learned this in Sunday school Sunday. If you wasn't here, we learn that men have a lot of weaknesses. And women do too, but men won't tell. So the women had to tell on each other. Men have a lot of weaknesses. One of our weaknesses was we're not sensitive enough. We're not compassionate enough. And we're not emotional enough. I don't know about some of you fellas. But I know this. I don't like to cry in front of people. I got two guys said amen. The rest of y'all sissies can cry on. <laughs> I'm kidding. When it comes time to cry, I do everything I can to not cry. Because I don't, I, I don't know why, but it's like I can't handle it. Timothy has been crying. He said, I'm mindful of your tears, Timothy. I, I know where you're at. But I want you to notice he never mentions where Timothy's at. He never coddles him. He never... Oh, Timothy, it's okay. You're in Ephesus and it's so tough. He never says any of that. He never mentions his situation here. It doesn't matter his situation here. What are you saying? I'm saying I don't have to know your situation to know the answer to your situation. 
I don't even have to mention your situation to know who is the answer to your situation. I don't have to know your circumstance to know that there's a God that can move in every circumstance. So he says, I'm praying for you. You have value, Timothy. You've got value. I'm praying for you. I know you're hurting, Timothy. I know that. I know where you're at. I know you're in that city where there's all kinds of stuff going on in his church. Amen. There's a lot of certifiable crazies. Well, there's some in every church. But like some church has more than others. And he's saying, Timothy, he said, I want to talk to you because I know what you're going through. He said, I thank God whom I serve that without ceasing, I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee, mindful of your tears. Verse 5, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. Man, I'm ready to shout. Because he's saying, Timothy, I know you got faith in you, boy. I know there's faith in you. You got a legacy of faith in you. Let me, let me tell you something right now. If you were raised by godly parents, you're blessed. If you were raised by praying parents, you're blessed. If, you're, if you were raised by a mama or a daddy that prayed for you, you're blessed. Some people take that for granted. Think they can go out and do whatever they want and then call, well, dad, I need you. it doesn't work that way. You're blessed, though. You are blessed because you were raised. He says, it was in your mom. It was in your grandma. And he says, I know it's in you, Timothy. Let me tell you something about faith. If you got faith, you can get through it. He said, it's this faith. Your mama made it through because she had faith in Jesus. Your grandma made it through because she had faith in Jesus. You know what I know, Timothy? You're going to make it too because you got the faith that they had and you got your faith in the right thing. You got it in Jesus. If you got your faith in Jesus, it don't matter what the devil says. I know it's in you, boy. I know it's in you. Oh, the devil's going to lie to you. He's going to say, you don't have it. He's going to say, you ain't valued. He's going to say, nobody cares about you. People do care about you. You are loved. You are valued. And the devil's a liar. Father of every lie. He said, you got faith, Timothy. You got faith. Tell you what faith can do. When you come to the mountain, faith can move the mountain. And if faith don't move the mountain, faith will give you enough strength to climb over it and get on top of it and shout while you're up there and tell the devil, you didn't think I could make it, but I made it because I got faith. Jesus told Peter, I'm praying that your faith don't fail you because as long as you got faith, it don't matter. Put Paul and Silas in a prison, they still got faith. Put Paul and Silas in the inner prison. They still got faith. And because they still got faith, they're not looking at their circumstance. They're looking at the God through their circumstance. And knowing this, your external circumstances should not affect your faith. Your situation shouldn't affect your faith. 
context of your life shouldn't affect your faith. If you've got your faith in Jesus, that faith is unwavering, unmoving. He said, don't be double-minded. He said, if you're double-minded, don't expect to receive anything from me. That means you think your hope is here and your hope is here too. Well, I've got this and I've got Jesus. No, he said, be singly-minded. You better have your faith in Jesus. I don't care what you're going through. Jesus will get you out of it. He said, you got faith. I'm persuaded that it's in you also. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. Not only did he have faith, Timothy had a gift. Am I talking to anybody? You got faith? You got a gift? Whatever gift God gave you, that's what you need to leverage for the kingdom. I said, whatever gift God gave you, that's the gift you need to leverage for the kingdom. He gave you a match. Whatever that match is, you need to ignite that and use that gift to start a fire. The problem is this. It's hard to light a match without friction. But when friction comes, friction messed up. Because when friction started pushing on me, it didn't understand. God had done given me a match. And when friction started pushing, what it didn't realize is every time it pushed me, it was creating friction. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't wish somebody's soul would catch on fire. I'm on fire. Why? Because of friction. It began to push me. And that trial began to push me. And all of it, let me tell you, oh, I feel preachy. There comes a point when the devil backs you up so far that he messed up. I got nowhere else to go but to come out fighting and you push me back too far and oh, there's a greater inside of me. You push too much. I know there's some people that the devil pushes and they fall down. Not me. You know how many times I've failed since I've been a Christian? One, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, a lot. And some people gave up. Some people fell down and never got up. Not me. I'm still here. You know how I know I keep getting up? Because I'm still standing here. Somebody got knocked down, but what they, oh, they didn't have dripping off them what I had dripping off me. Oh, glory. You got to understand, you got a gift. God gave you that gift, and the devil's going to do everything he can to snuff that out. Oh, but something on the inside begins to stir you up. Oh, come on, somebody tell me. There's been times when you felt like throwing in the towel. I've told you this story. I'm going to tell you again. Muhammad Ali's daughter was a boxer. She's out in the middle of the ring, man. She's fighting it out. She's getting beat down. She said in that battle, she, in that boxing ring, she's getting beat up. And she said she's ready. She goes to the corner. She sits down, and she's ready to throw in the towel. And she said, but then she remembered whose daughter she was. Oh, y'all, y'all didn't get that, did you? She remembered who she belonged to. I'm my daddy's kid. And my daddy didn't give up. And she went out and fought. And she won the boxing match. Why? Because she didn't quit. 
because she didn't give up. She didn't throw in the towel. Man, if you feel like throwing in the towel, let me remind you who's daddy. Who's your daddy? Let me remind you who you belong to. And let me remind you whose child you are. Let me remind you. Oh, man, if I'm going to be like Christ, I'm going to have to overcome because he is the overcomer. He is power. He is might. He is deliverance. He's able. He endured the cross. And because he endured, I can endure. Because he made it through, I can make it through. Remember who you belong to. When the devil comes and says, oh, it's all over for you, you look at the devil and say, it ain't over until my father says it's over. And it ain't over here. Get up. Start swinging. Not as one that beateth the air. Connect. Hit it. Hit it head on. Take it on. What are you afraid of? Whatever you're afraid of, face your fears. Fear is not of God. Fear is not of God. You know what they teach you in psychology? If somebody's afraid of something, have them deal with the fear head on. Deal with it. Deal with it. Tracy, I'm not challenging you to become a snake handler. I'm not. Deal with with it head on. Deal with your challenge. We see this with Moses in the wilderness. They're out there getting bit by snakes. They're getting eat up by them. He says, hey, there's a snake out there. Look at it. Look at the very thing that's eating you up. Look at it. Look at it. You know what we do as Christians? We think if we ignore it, it'll go away. It won't. Just when you think you got it, the devil shows back up. Can I get an amen? Amen. Just when you think you got victory of it, the devil shows back up. There are things in me that I thought I conquered a long time ago, but let the right situation happen, and I'm like, whoa, I need prayer. Can I get an amen? Amen. But here's what you got to do. you got to start looking at that thing and saying, I know who you are, I know where you came from, and I know what you're here to do, but I want to let you know that I know who I am, I know who I belong, I know exactly what kind of power I got because I seen it at the cross. When he could have gave up, he didn't give up. When he could have threw in the towel, he didn't throw in the towel. That's my dad. That's in my bloodline. I got the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwelling in my mortal body, and I'm ready to fight. Oh, he said, you got faith, boy. He said, you got faith. He said, you got a gift. You got a gift inside of you. What is your gift? Hold on, time out. Sister Alice, thank you. Thank you for doing your card ministry. Thank you. Thank you. You know what was... And yeah, and her helping you, Sister Chris. That's awesome. I'm gonna tell you why it's awesome. Because I went over to see Eddie one day, and he said, "Hey, look here." And he threw a card out. It was from the church. It was your birthday card. So, some card, birthday. And 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 man, I was just like, "That is so awesome." That came from our church, and I didn't do it. That is so awesome. That I mean, it, I just I, I ain't gonna lie. I got a little proud of us. Thanks, Alice. Now I gotta fight pride. In our church. 
I was like, man, somebody is doing something to encourage somebody, to lift them up. You know why? Because people get down. People get tired. So if you're tired, guess what? You got faith. Mm. The devil didn't mess up when he put Paul and Silas in prison. He messed up when he put them in the same cell. He should have never let them them two dudes be near each other. Put me off by myself somewhere. I can think some crazy stuff. But you know what? Put me with you. Thanks for praying for it. Man, I don't know if you felt what I felt when you prayed for me, but I felt something. Well, brother, I don't feel it. Probably because you ain't doing nothing. Uh, I better leave that alone. That wasn't a very good service. Probably because you didn't put nothing in it. You came and sat on your pew. Man, you're going to get out of this what you put in it. Man, I'm put something in it. Thank you. He said, you got faith. He said, you got a gift. You got a gift. You know what? Some people, I've, I've heard people say this. God called me to preach because I am a good organizer. God called me to preach because I am a good delegator. God called me to preach because I am a good. God called me to preach because I was a mess. God called me to preach because I was good for nothing. (laughs) What are you saying? I'm saying, here's what we think. We think if somebody's a good organizer or somebody's a good delegator or somebody's a good this or somebody's a good that, that they're going to be a good minister. That's not true. Listen, I hate to tell you, this may hurt your heart. There are some churches way more organized than us. They even belong to organizations. <laughs> we out here freelancing the gospel. Because <laughs> let me tell you something. Not only did Timothy have faith, not only did Timothy had a gift. I'm sure, oh, Timothy could preach. Hanging out with Paul, he, he could probably preach. You don't hang that tag on anybody. This is my son in the gospel. You don't go around telling anybody that. You produce a preacher like, I don't know. He, goes, he comes to our church sometimes. <laughs> but man, if he's doing good, you're like, yeah, that's my boy. That's my boy right there. That's my, he, he called him his son in the gospel. He, he had a gift. I got to hurry. What time is it? Okay. Thanks, Johnny. He says, that you stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. There's an argument here. There's a debate here. Did Paul lay hands on him and he received the Holy Ghost? Is that what it was? Or was it that Paul recognized that Timothy had something and he laid hands on him? Because when the Bible says lay hands on no man suddenly, it's not talking about this. That's not, it's not talking about hitting him real fast either. It's talking about when you see somebody, don't take them to you quickly. We, we do it. We do it. We, we do it, I'm telling you. We see somebody testify good. Now he's called to preach. I can see it. It's just because you want to get him out of the general population of the church up here on a platform because you feel like these people up here can be more spiritual and you're okay being lazy. Oh, preach on. Preacher, I think I will. Oh, that he's got a call on. He's like, no, maybe he's just a really on fire Christian. And maybe we should all be just like him. 
Nope, get him out of the general population. Move him up out of the pulpit. Get him out of here so I don't feel pressure to be like that. You got faith. You have a gift. He says, I want you to remember that God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Josh, this is where it gets good. Man, I appreciate y'all's talent. How long? Eight years, nine years into this? I didn't appreciate it at first. I appreciated your effort, but not what it sounded like. It's just true. You know how many, you know, y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. Where's Chandler? I seen him hit a sour note and laugh. Quit laughing about that. That ain't funny. I remember it was me and Ian. I'm up there playing the bass. Ian's over playing these drums that are broke. And Jerry Kells is over trying to get us to do stuff that we can't do. <laughs> hey, man, listen, love you. You've gotten a lot better. Would y'all agree? A lot better. A lot better. Not you, Tracy. You've always been awesome ever since I knew you. Josh, good job, man. Good job. Chandler, thanks for stepping up. Great job. Great job. But we can't hang our ministry on our talent. You know what I have seen in church services? People that can't sing bring the house down. Now listen, I'm not asking if you can't sing to ask. I'm saying this. We can't base it on our gifting and on our talents. But he goes on to say, Timothy, you got something else. Not only do you have faith, not only do you have a gift, you got something supernatural. And here's the problem with church today, Cindy, is we're trying to make it talent. And he's saying, you need the supernatural. To get a supernatural result, we need something supernatural moving through us. Well, I'm a good organizer. Are you anointed? Well, I'm a good this. I'm a good that. Are you anointed? Because let me tell you something about He said, you got something else. He said, he's not given us the spirit of fear. But he said, you got power and love and a sound mind. If you want to know what sound mind means, that means self-control. Because people that don't have a sound mind have no control. He's saying, here's what you got, Timothy. You've got a spirit. You've got this spirit, and it's not the spirit of fear. So it must be the opposite of that, and it must be the, the spirit of courage. Can I get an amen? Let me tell you something about the Holy Ghost. It'll raise you up to places you could have never got on your own. It'll let you preach sermons that you could have never orchestrated through your own talent. It'll make you say things to people that'll convict their soul that you could have never said through all the sad stories that you could tell and never convict them. But the Holy Ghost can take one word through you and touch a life and redeem them. I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Spirit. I need the Spirit. 
He said, you got that, Timothy. You got something supernatural in you. Come on. Are we singing? Come on. So who am I preaching to? Well, I'll tell you, preacher, I'm not really much. Well, you know, I don't have a burning testimony. Well, they don't give it. I don't want a boring testimony. I want a burning testimony. Well, I don't have a burning testimony. Then don't give it. But man, if it's burning in you, give it. Give it. Don't water down Jesus. Don't water him down. But man, if we get in relationship with him, we get contagious. We need, we need a holy fever. Because that's when you're contagious, when you're on fire and you're hot and burning up. Well, don't come around me. I might get it. Yeah, you might. You might. You might. Do you know what you got? Do you know who you are? Do you know who your father is? And when I think about it, Brother Eddie, um, Karen, I apologize. Apologize to you. I came in and I don't know why I told her. I just walked out and said, I am so tired. Then I fixed it up and I said, either I'm tired or lazy. I'm not really sure. Because you know what I figured out? Our grandparents could work circles around us. And we run around all the time tired. Somehow they just kept on going. Kept on moving. Where's your vision? What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Man, I, listen, real quick. I, was, I, I thought I was going to be late for church. I, I, I didn't even know if I was going to be able to make it tonight. I was, I was, we was coming across the top of the road, and, and we broke down, and we couldn't make it to our vehicles. And I was like, oh, Lord, how long is this going to take? And so I text Sam, and I said, hey, you got a sermon that you can preach if I can't make it? He said, I can do that. And I appreciated him. Thank you. I'm just handing out all kinds of thanks. Anybody want to thanks? Thank you for being you. Thank you, Johnny, for greeting people at the door. Thank you, Darren, for ministering at our church. Thank you, Thomas, for your testimonies, and there is more. <laughs> Thank you for what you do. But, man, I saw my way home, and I'm praying. I text Sam, and I said, it's all good. I'm going to make it. 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 Yeah, I'm tired. But let me tell you something. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Keep pushing. You got something in you. Because one day... You're going to wake up, as my grandma saying, you'll be dead. Eddie tells me quite a few times in our life, you can sleep when you're dead, Damon. <laughs> but man, right now, we have an opportunity. An awesome, awesome opportunity. But you know what it's going to take us doing? Knowing who we are exercising our faith I'm fighting a battle right now you don't know what that battle is you think you know but you don't know I told Tracy I said Tracy I need you to pray for me I said I preach that this works I said I'm going to put it to the test I said I say it that it works I preach that it works I believe that it works I said I want you to pray for me I'm going to put it to the test I say the name of Jesus works in every situation I'm going to put it to the test and here before too long, I'll stand up and I'll testify and I'll tell you what it was. But I'm going to wait 
until it works. Give you my testimony. You put it to the test, you get a testimony. What was it, Christy? How'd you say that? God's integrity is on the line, ain't it? God's integrity is on the line. God, I got faith. I got a gift, and I got you. Thomas, this, I, I, I am so much potential right now. You are too. You are too. You are too. Preacher, you just don't know what's going on in my family. I know who you are, though. You don't know what's going on down there at work, but I know who you are. I know who you belong to. But I get, I get tired. Me too. Me too. Me too. Get up. Get up. Shake yourself. Shake yourself. The problem is you want to shake everybody else. Shake yourself. Close them with this. There's an old mule fell in a hole and they couldn't get him out. They didn't know what to do all night long. So, man, we got to get him out of there. We couldn't get him out all night long. This thing stuck. It's hungry. Finally, they said, let's just bury him. So they all got together and got the shovels and started throwing dirt over in this big hole. And he'd hit that old mule's back. He'd shake it, stomp on it. They kept shoveling. He kept shaking, stomping on it. The devil said, I'm going to bury you. I said, I'm going to shake it off, and I'm going to step on it. Let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep throwing this stuff at me, and I'm going to keep getting higher and higher and higher until I walk out of here. And when I do, you're in trouble. Oh, man, I feel that in my spirit. Keep throwing it at me. Shake yourself. As we sing this song, whatever we're going to sing, I want to give you an opportunity to respond to what you have heard. If you want to stand, you can stand. If you want to sit, you can sit. I want to give you an opportunity to respond to what you've heard. If God's dealing with your heart, would you come and pray? If you need prayer, would you come and pray? If you say, man, that message was for me and I'm tired. I need y'all to lay hands on me because I need some strength. We're here. We're here. I feel like I got a lot of extra strength right now. I may be able to just pass that on to you by the laying on of hands. If you need God to move in any area of your life, you know he's able to do that. Man, I feel like shaking it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Would you help us pray right now? He's, he's obeying the call of God. God's dealing on his heart on something. I believe God is able.